our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Floorboard to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are here for you. We are here to help you improve your homes, to make them more comfortable, more energy efficient, to answer the questions that you have so that you can build, you can create, you can remodel, you can order up the home that you want, the one that you want, that you desire, that you love, that you know you can have but for just a few simple home improvement tips. But we're going to solve that right now by opening up our phone lines. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. So pick up the phone and call us right now, and we will get to work for you. Hey, coming up this hour, it might be hot, it might be dry, but that does not mean... You can avoid mold. You know, new studies have found that some of the most susceptible states actually have very arid climates. We're talking about states like Nevada and Arizona, by the way. So we're going to tell you why later this hour that mold is a problem, even in those dry climates, and what you need to do about it no matter where you live to keep you and your family safe. All right, and also ahead this hour, you know, summer sun, it's especially hard on your outdoor woodwork, like your trim, your railings, and even your shutters. So we're going to have tips on how you can give those areas of your home a little TLC in just a few minutes. And painting is one of the most popular, but certainly the least understood home improvement projects that we're asked about here on the Money Pit. But both the project and the paint go on much smoother with the right painting tool. So we're going to tell you about a brand new one. It's a roller that can make your next painting project so much easier. And we've got a very special giveaway this hour. Every caller that we talk to on the air this hour is going to get a Citrus Magic prize pack worth 25 bucks. Citrus Magic cleaners and fresheners are made with 100% natural ingredients, including the peels from citrus fruits, and they have given us a boatload of these gift packs to give away. So if you would like one, simply pick up the phone and call us right now at 888-666-3974. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Llewellyn, Oregon needs some help with attic insulation. Tell us what you're thinking about using. Oh, I don't know. That's the reason I'm calling you. I don't know what to use. All, All right. right. How, how, can, how can we help you, and what are you considering? Well, I just, my east roof is made of, I, if it were made of glass, this time of year, with all those fall-colored leaves, one could see a giant scotch tartan muffler from a russet green and gold stretched <laughs> okay. from Canada to Mexico. All right. For as far as eyes can behold. But how do I divorce the intense heat of summer and the cold of winter? Everything up there now is the backside of the roof. You can't see that beautiful view, and I want to mm-hmm. know how to make it into glass. Yeah. Now, um, is this roof over an attic, so do you have space for insulation? I. It's in an attic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that would block out my view, wouldn't it? Well... 
what are you seeing now? I mean, you're talking about installing some skylights. Is that is that well, what you'd like to do? I, I just want to be able to see that view, and right, all, all right. I can well, see now is the backside of a bunch of boards. All right. So here's what you need to do. You need to install skylights, and you have lots of options with skylights. We would recommend that you use a curbed skylight, and that means that it sits up off the roof by about four inches. It's easier to make it watertight. And once you put that in, then you have to build uh, what's called a well, which is sort of a light shaft that goes from the skylight through to the ceiling, and then that's all covered with drywall. So when you're done, you can look up and you can look out. And depending on the angle of your roof, sometimes if you have a very steep roof, you put in something called a roof window where you can actually even open it up. So that's an option. Um, while you're working up in there, though, I would make sure that you add some insulation because that's what's going to you know, keep the rest of that hot uh, radiant heat coming through the roof from getting down into your house and warming it up in the summer. And the skylight that you put in, it should be have low E glass. Uh, high-performance glass that actually reflects the heat of the sun back out. If you do that, you can have your view, you can watch your birds, and you can stay cool in the summer. Luella, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Dan in Illinois needs some help with hardwood flooring. What can we do for you? I live in a bi-level house. We have okay. carpeting on the stairs, and we want to get rid of it. And I'd like to put a, a hardwood, and I'd like to know what material I should use whether I should use regular hardwood flooring that they put in, like in bedrooms and hallways, or... To replace the stair treads? Just to, not to replace them, but to replace the carpeting. Mm. It's difficult to um, add hardwoods to a staircase. There is um, a type of sort of uh, end cap, if it's a half-open stair, where you could have sort of hard... Cut, you cut off the, no, the old nosing at the edge of the stair and you put in like an end cap so it looks like it's a hardwood floor there but you have to have um, you have to have carpet for the rest of it you'll still need sort of a carpet runner in the middle but it's not easy yeah it's not easy to, to put hardwood on top of stairs just because of the way the, sh the tread is shaped is it a pine staircase yes okay and have you thought just about finishing the pine because I mean I did that I did that in my house it looked pretty good yeah this is not very good looking wood well, you can stain it, and you can fill in the, the gaps and things like that, try to get the color even. You could paint the railing. You could paint the balusters for some, you know, two-tone look and put a nice, rich runner down the middle of it. There's not much wood left when you do that. And, you know, I took a 100-year-old staircase that had about 14 coats of paint on it, got down to the real wood, uh, stained it back to the natural finish, painted the, railisters, the, the balusters and uh, stained the railing, and it looked great. Well, I'm really, I'm really trying to get away from the carpeting. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could paint a runner instead of carpeting. Oh, that's a thought. And that actually can look really pretty and allow you to be super-duper-duper duper creative. Um, I've seen, you know, many times in design magazines a, a great carpet application, but then I've seen it painted sort of as a knockoff where there's a, a sort of a, a variegated size stripe that runs the length of the stairs, you know, as if it were going down the staircase, in a fun mix of colors, sort of like a goldy yellow, a red, a robin's egg blue, some black, some green, some orange, at assorted sizes, sort of... um. There's a designer small pit, uh, Paul Smith, rather, who does that sort of striping on all of his packaging, and it's almost a knockoff of that. And you can paint that right down the step itself, and it looks really fun and kind of beachy and fresh. Well, 
uh, that's uh, uh, that. That really sounds like it would take some creativity, all right. Well, and it could be a good day's project. I'm sure. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can call in your home repair or home improvement question twenty four hours a day, seven days a week at one eight 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 Money Pit. 888-666-3974. Still ahead, do you think your hot, dry climate means mold is the last thing you need to worry about? Well, think again. Mold, it turns out, is actually more of a problem in desert states like Arizona. We're going to tell you why and what you need to do about it no matter where you live after this. Money that is brought to you by Flood. Founded in 1841 by a family of painters, Flood is the wood care specialist, so you don't have to be. Flood offers a full line of exterior wood stains and cleaners to protect, preserve, and beautify your investment. Visit flood.com for more information. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And every caller who gets on the air with us this hour is going to win $25 worth of Citrus Magic products, which is the perfect mix of natural products for cleaning and eliminating odors around the house. You're going to get the odor-absorbing solid air freshener, the odor-eliminating spray air freshener, and the grease cutter all-purpose cleaner. It's going to go out to every caller that comes on the air with us and ask a home improvement question, so don't be shy. Pick up the phone and dial us up at 888-666-3974. All right, pick up the phone. We'd love to hear what you're working on. And, you know, we love to talk about home improvement, and Tom and I are always reading what's going on and who's studying what and what's happening in different parts of the country. Well, several studies have actually confirmed it. Wet and damp climates, they are not the only ones who are susceptible to mold. Get this, states with dry climates like Nevada and Arizona have made it onto the top 10 list for mold risk. On the other hand, even some Gulf states, they didn't even come close. And that's after the hurricanes have hit the area. Now, drier climates, they're often at risk for mold because they are constantly hot. Think Phoenix, Arizona. And your house, it is continuously sealed off from the heat. Your AC is continually running nonstop. Add in cooking, bathing, all of that. Prime conditions for mold, moisture, you name it. That's right. Now, why is this important? Well, for one reason, insurance companies are actually becoming wise to the whole mold issue. And mold damage is now typically excluded or severely limited on standard property insurance. There are, however, several things that you can do to control mold in your house. First off, control the humidity. We're talking about things as simple as improving your gutters and your grating around the house foundation to keep the water from uh, collecting there and making your basement damp and humid and that moisture working its way up through the entire house. Think about installing a whole home dehumidifier into your HVAC system. You want to avoid mold food. What's mold food? Anything that's organic, including carpet, like in a basement, really bad Mm. idea because the mold will just fester right there. You want to keep those mold-prone areas clean. You know, several years ago, we were doing a story on uh, a family that was sick from mold, and I discovered mold in the oddest places. Like, for example, window air conditioning unit on the uh, on the exhaust side of that where it was sending the cold air into the room right over the baby's crib. Guess what I found inside that exhaust? 
A ton mold of mold spores. A ton of mold spores. That's was right. Was it so on it was, the dust? No, that it was sort actually of gathers trapped in there. It was trapped in the plastic. It was growing right there. Oh, that uh, it was cladosporium, terrible. and every time the air conditioning came on, it was like spewing those spores out right into the area where the baby was was sleeping and, and breathing. And that's like so, a high cause of asthma. Yeah, exactly. So you really got to be very, very careful to pay attention uh, to things like that. And finally, if you get any leaks in the house, you want to fix them very quickly. If you fix the leaks fast, you're never going to give them a chance to uh, to grow that mold. If you want more tips on how to control mold in your home, just visit us at MoneyPit.com. Got lots and lots of great stories and tips and article features. Features, uh, on the website to teach you how to do just that. Lena in Missouri is on the line with an old home with uneven floors. Tell us what's going on at your money pit. Hi, my money pit. Um, it's a 120-year-old Victorian home, one okay. story, and the floors are terribly slanted. Right. <laughs> and I would dearly love to know how to fix that problem. Well, Lena, by the time you get to be 120 years old, you're going to be slanted and uneven as well, okay? I imagine I will. <laughs> I wouldn't worry too much about it. You know, that's sort of natural for an older house for lots of reasons, and you can't really straighten it out, so to speak, because if you do, you'll end up causing more damage than it's worth. You know, it takes a lot of years for it to get into that condition. If you try to, say, level a floor that's sloped, you may stretch a wire or break a pipe or something like that. So I would not try to fix that. I would work around it. Now, if you had one room, like a kitchen or something, and you really wanted it to be uh, a lot less sloped than it was, then I would uh, float that with a leveling compound, a floor leveling compound, and bring it up that way. But I would not uh, get involved with uh, jacking up things or anything of that nature, okay? Okay, okay. Consider it charm, Lena. Consider it charm. Thank you. Thank All right. You. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. It's so funny in our house, whenever our son rolls something underneath our bedroom, like if he's playing with a ball and it rolls under the bed, I'm like, just give it a second. It'll come right back to you. <laughs> Dave in Alabama, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? I have um, a crawl space that's humid. And um, I was thinking of putting down some gravel and plastic sheeting. And I was wondering whether the plastic sheeting should go on top of the gravel or below the gravel or forego the plastic sheeting altogether. What's the purpose of the gravel? The purpose of the gravel uh, was either to protect the sheeting or I was thinking um, to keep it drier underneath the, the plastic. Well, what, what kind of a surface do you have in the crawl space floor right now, David? Um, I just have dirt. Just dirt, and all you need to do is to put the plastic sheeting on top of the dirt. The gravel is not really necessary. What you're doing is just you're you're basically stopping the evaporation of moisture off the soil up into the rest of the house. So what you want to do is you want to use very good quality thick plastic sheeting. You want as few seams as possible, and just lay it out there across the soil, and you'll see an immediate difference. Okay. They do talk about gravel, though. You just find it doesn't help at all. It doesn't really help at all. It doesn't serve any purpose. You want to stop water from evaporating off the soil and and getting into the air and, and making the crawl space damp and moist. So to do that, all you need to do is to cover that surface and keep with the plastic moisture sheets. Below it. There's there's no there's no value to stone in this equation. <laughs> no value whatsoever. Okay. This is an easier project than what you were thinking. Yeah, it is. And a lot and a lot easier on your back too. Think about yeah. all of the money you're going to save in chiropractic visits. <laughs> all right, David, good luck with that project. Go get to it, all right? All right. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Thanks so much for calling us. 
Carolyn in Texas is having some issues with a sink. Tell us what's going on with it. Uh, well, it's it's uh, an old, it's probably 40 years old, man-made marble, and the sink is separate from the countertops. There's two large countertops in there. And I had a man look at it, but he said he would just leave it. But it stains and it's real porous, and I'm... I was just wondering if there's something that you knew of that we could seal it off with. I even thought about using car wax and see if that would, you know, help any. But I just didn't know if there was something that... And you say that it's marble? Uh Uh-huh. It's the man-made marble. You know, the poured countertops like they use now all the time. But this is... this Usually they pour it all in one piece, and Mm -hmm. this is in two pieces. The sink is separate, and they don't do that anymore. At least they don't here. Right. And uh, so... I, I, and he said, I would just seal it off, but I don't know anything to seal it with, and he didn't either. Have you tried? Well, if you seal it, you're just going to be sealing in those stains. I mean, are you able to get it to a point where it's clean enough that you could seal it? I've gotten it pretty good, uh, but not, I mean, and, I, you know, if I thought there was something I could seal it with, I would, you know, try even a little bit. I I used a liquid cleaner, uh, uh, mean green, and then I used bleach and, and that kind of thing. And I've got it pretty good, and I dry it out every time I use it. But, you know, that's just a temporary thing. So I thought it needs to have a sealer over it, at you know, at some point. How about a stone sealer? Yeah, if you go to a website, um, stonecare.com. Stonecare.com. Stonecare.com and treat the surface as if it were actual marble because you're dealing with something as porous as traditional marble. And they'll have a sealer on there, on their website that you can easily apply to that sink. But you have to make sure that you're super happy with the cleanliness of it because once that sealer is on, those stains are in. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, I knew that. So. Okay, well, I'll do that then. And remember, the lighter the color of the marble, the more often that it needs to be sealed. More often it needs to be sealed? Mm-hmm. So if it's a light okay. color, you're looking at every two years, whereas if it were a darker color, it's probably every five. Okay, okay. All right. Well, that helps me. I'll try that. <laughs> Good luck with that project, Carolyn. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. John in West Virginia is doing some work in the bath. What can we help you with? Uh, well, I've got a slight problem and, and don't know how to resolve it. Uh, there's like a yellow stain right in front of the shower stall. It's a single shower stall. Okay. A bathtub. And it's on the outside of the step into the pan? Yes. And right beside of it, there's a commode, and beside that is your sink and your mirror and... Hey, you know, John, you know what you should try? There's actually a great product for cleaning the bath. I mean, it works great on shower heads. It works great on, like, you know, soapy buildups in the tub. So it could work on this mystery stain. Try CLR. It's calcium lime rust. And you can pretty much get it at any home center, I think. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. We'll try it see what happens. Give it a shot. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 money pit You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Still ahead this hour, we're going to help you take some of the hard work out of your painting projects by giving you the right tools. We'll tell you which ones are best next. The Money Pit is brought to you by Skills Complete Line of Routers with Soft Start Technology. 
you experience less kickback and better control. Pro features at a DIY price. That's what the skill routers are about. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And painting is one of the most popular projects we get asked about here on the Money Pit. And it all comes down to having the right tools and taking the right steps. You know, painting seems like it should be an easy project, but if you make some critical mistakes in the selection of materials, the selection of tools, you quickly find out that all that work that you put into the project may have to be repeated. However, right now we're going to get some tips on the best tools and prep material to use to get your project done. Make sure it comes out right every single time. That's right. We've got Mark Kiesick, who is the brand manager for Purdy, joining us. Mark, welcome to the Money Pit. Thank you. How are you both doing today? We're doing well. And Mark, you guys make a full line of preparation tools. And do you agree that people seem to always love to skip that prep step? do and I'll tell you that's a big mistake because uh, the the amount of prep or, or the right amount of prep really will dictate the type of job that you have and the type of finish that you're going to have. Mm-hmm. And the duration that it's going to last as well. A- absolutely. You don't want to be redoing it every year because you didn't prep the surface properly. Well, exactly. I mean, if you don't have the surface prepared properly, the paint just doesn't stick and it doesn't last nearly as long. And we all know that the work in painting is uh, the application of the materials you know, if you don't get that right, it's just not going to last. The cost of the materials is, is fairly minor compared to the hard work it takes to get it on the wall. <laughs> yeah. You know, people people know it's a must-do, but they often try to skip through it or, or, or not do it appropriately. All right, let's start at the uh, at the beginning. Brush selection, something that folks get pretty confused about. You have natural bristle brushes. You have china bristle brushes. Some better for latex, some better for oil-based. What's the best all-round brush for a consumer to choose today? Well, um, it, you know, it really depends, like you said, on the type of coating that they're using. Um, but there are filament brushes today that are good for both latex and oil base. Uh, Purdy makes one. It's our XL series. Okay. And it's our most versatile brush, which means that it could be used on oil base and latex uh, paints and stains, both. What's your take on those foam brushes that are out? The, they're, they're tempting because if you have a very small painting project, it's a very easy, disposable, throwaway product to pick up. Uh, can you get a decent paint job out of one of those? It depends what you're using them for. They, they tend to uh, start to wear away very quickly. Um, on a very small surface, they probably could give you a pretty decent finish, though. What about storing brushes? I mean, I, I really do take excellent care because I do buy a high-quality brush and want to hold on to it. Do you just, I mean, I usually use a little dish soap if I'm using a latex brush and, um, you know, really just clean up all the old paint, make sure I splash out all the water and then store it upright. But am I storing it the right way? What's the proper way to clean it and maintain those brushes? Yeah, that's a great question. And again, I think that's where a lot of people may uh, miss the importance of doing so. A brush can last you a long time and pretty is made with the highest quality materials. And the, the proper way to clean the brush, though, is like you said, if it's latex-based paint, you want to make sure that you're getting all of the excess uh, paint out of the brush. You want to wash it with uh, warm water, and you could use a detergent like you mentioned. Uh, you want to make sure you wring it out, and then uh, you also want to put it back in the brush keeper. Our brush keepers are actually designed to be part of the tool, so it helps to hold and, and, and keep that shape of the brush. Now, the brush keeper, of course, is the box that, uh, <laughs> yeah. that the brush comes in. Uh, and then if you're using oil-based paints, obviously, you want to use like a mineral spirits or a paint thinner, uh, you know, to get all the paint out. And another neat trick that a lot of people aren't aware of is using a brush comb. 
and it actually mm. looks like a comb. You don't want to use it, though, on your hair, but <laughs> you can actually help to remove the dried paint that's in the, the brush uh, filament or bristles. Now, that's neat because I don't think I've ever seen a brush comb, uh, and I was going to ask you, is it okay to sort of pull apart the bristles as you're trying to get the water, you know, down deep into the, the, the knurled part of the brush handle? Yeah, um, you know, it's better to use the comb, and, and it, it does look like a comb, and, and instead of, it actually has, like, uh, metal tines, and they're, they're pretty sharp, so you have to be careful, but it actually will get right through the, the filament or bristle and just help to really get that paint out of there. So you can get them at any uh, painter or home improvement store. Well, that sounds like a very, very handy tool. We're talking to Mark Kisex. He's a brand manager with Purdy and an expert in, in preparation tools. And Mark, you've got a tool out called the 6-in-1 Painter's Tool I want to ask you about. Uh, very inexpensive tool. I think it's, what, five ninety nine or six ninety nine, but it seems to do an awful lot. Yeah, it absolutely, it absolutely does. It can really help you with your job, whether it's uh, scraping a surface or removing caulk from corners. And it actually has a, a rounded end to it where you can use it to scrape off the excess paint off of roller covers. So it really is a useful tool throughout the whole job. Mark, is that the sixth tool? Because I've always heard of these things being called five-in-one tools. And when I see six-in-one, I'm thinking, wow, what's the extra one? Yeah, and in our case, there's also a hammerhead end. So if you're working with nail holes or, or you know, uh, popping uh, paint off the surface, you can actually use that as well, too. So there's another use for you. Mark Gisek from Purdy, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. For more tips, Mark, where can we go? Uh, you can go to purdycorp.com. That's purdycorp.com, P-U-R-D-Y-C-O-R-P.com. Mark, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Thank you both. Have a good day. All right, still ahead. You know, wood trim, railings, and shutters, they're easy to overlook. But taking good care of them before they're weathered beyond repair is super important. We'll tell you the steps to take to keep them in tip-top shape next. Live in a body pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Stanley Tools, your trusted name in quality hand tools. To learn more about their complete line of quality tools and everything for your toolbox, visit stanleytools.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we would love if you would pick up the phone and call us at 888-MONEY-PIT because not only will you get the answer to your home improvement question, every caller that we speak to this hour on the show courtesy of our friends at Citrus Magic, is going to win $25 worth of those products. It's a gift pack from Citrus Magic, which includes the perfect mix of natural products for cleaning and eliminating the odors around your house. You will get the odor-absorbing solid air freshener, the odor-eliminating spray air freshener, and the grease cutter all-purpose cleaner. To qualify, you must have a home improvement question and be willing to come on the air and ask us. The number is 888 888- Money Pit. All right, pick up the phone and give us a call. We'd love to give you a hand with all of your home improvement projects. Now, say you're working on your home, you're looking at the outside. Now, natural wood railings, your trimmings, and your shutters, they can give your home a great seaside cottage feeling, but the experts at Flood remind us that they do need some maintenance from time to time to keep them from weathering too much. Now, Flood has several products that can actually help you with that, like a wood cleaner that cleans and brightens exterior wood surfaces that have become 
become gray and dirty from exposure to all of that sun, dirt, rain, everything that Mother Nature can dish up. And unlike bleach-based deck cleaners, this wood cleaner removes surface and the ground in dirt without actually damaging the sensitive wood fibers or your wood's natural color. Now, once you clean the wood, you're going to have a great starting point for your stain or your paint, whatever you plan on putting on there. Or you can use a clear finish that's going to help you retain the natural look of the wood but protect it at the same time. Why don't you head on over to their website? It's flood.com. They're going to give you step-by-step instructions, product information, everything you need to know to create a beautiful-looking exterior of your home. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question. If you do, you'll get the answer and a gift pack of Citrus Magic products that will help your house smell very, very fresh. So you could make a mess or make a big stink and clean it up and have it smelling nicely with both our answer to your question and the Citrus Magic gift pack that's going out to every caller that reaches out to us this hour on The Money Pit. 888-666-3974. Karen in Texas, you've got the money pit. What project can we help you with? Well, I uh, back in the mid-90s, they made a, a wallboard paneling that was de- decorative that kind of had like a vinyl finish with, uh, you know, sometimes it was embossed. Okay. And my question is, you know, I'm tired of it now, and, and can I paint over that, um, or would it be better to, to put um, like uh, sheetrock over it? Well, I mean, you can paint it. Um, you, you need to prime it. If you're going to paint it, you have to prime it. And so I would use a very good quality primer first, an oil-based primer, so that you get good adhesion of the top surface of the paint. Finish, on the other hand, is not going to be the same as if it was a wall, but it might be acceptable. So it could be an easy and expensive way to, uh, to get a new look uh, for that particular room. And also, you know, uh, the joints don't butt up. Um, very close, and so there's a gap. And, and what they did was they they would put a, a, a taping basically over that, a decorative taping. Huh. But that pulls away. So how would I cover that up? Would I use a putty well, uh, or nah, a caulk of some sort? You know, I got to tell you, if the if the walls are in that kind of condition, you may just be better off covering the whole thing with drywall. You don't need to use half inch drywall. You could use uh, three eighths. Well, I was thinking about quarter inch. I mean, would that because it, there's solid wood wall behind that. It's an old, old house. Right. Yeah, I mean, you could do that, too. Just be, The reason I say 3-8 is because it becomes a little, it's a little hard to handle those quarter-inch sheets. They're awfully floppy. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. But um, you certainly could put that up and then tape and spackle the joints, and then you'll have a really clean, obviously, new surface. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Tim in Illinois needs some help with the foundation issue. What's happening? Well, we had a uh, 10 or 12 inches of rain not too long ago, and I had an old brick foundation that caved in, and I wanted to go back in and replace it with cement block. And I was wondering if you guys have ever heard of surface-bonded concrete, where you dry stack the blocks, and then you put on this fiber-reinforced mortar mix on the sides. Yeah, I have heard of that, but why why do that for a repair like this? Why not just do something very traditional, very standard, and very solid? I mean, that's the kind of thing that you typically don't see as a repair. Um, that's just a, a foundation system that usually when you're doing the entire foundation from scratch, you could do that. I'd much prefer to see you just kind of rebuild what you had. Well, it was brick 
stood before, not cement block, and we were having to take out the entire wall. So okay. it's going to be the entire wall that's taken out. So why not just put cement block back and, uh, you know, put it, put it up in the typical fashion where you mortar each block in place? Well, one of the things I read by on the literature at the website was that it's also very good for waterproofing. And uh, one part of the foundation they had done with block and mortar, uh, it leaked. That may be one of the touted benefits of the product, but that's not the solution to a water problem in a basement. If you have a water problem in the basement, by the way, did that water problem lead to the collapse of this wall? It's a separate wall. Um, uh, I think gutters being full, actually, I think is what the problem was. Yeah, well, see, managing managing the water is really the issue. You want to make sure that your gutters stay clean and that your downspouts are extended well away from the house, like four to six feet. And you want to make sure that the soil slopes away. Those three things will protect the foundation from leakage. So you don't need to install a system of, uh, you know, uh, of special types of block to keep the water out. Because guess what? That block wall could be waterproof, and the water will still find a way around it mm-hmm. or under it. It'll just go to the spot right next to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you very much. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Still ahead, are you looking for flooring options for your basement? Well, there are lots to choose from. We'll give you those options after this. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. The Money Pit is brought to you by ODL's Add-on Blinds. Enclosed behind tempered glass, they eliminate the need for dusting and exposed cords, both problems with traditional blinds. Plus, they easily install over your existing entry glass. Visit www.odl.com to learn more. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you know, Tom, you know that yes. myself and my son were totally addicted to our iPods. Yes. So it's so funny because I've downloaded our podcast. I've got the iPhone app, so I always get all this information coming in, which is great, you guys. It's totally free and available at moneypit.com. But if I've got it on shuffle, it's the funniest thing. I'll be listening to music, like on a train or something, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm like, oh, that's what are we doing in my ears? But it's so great. <laughs> If you're working outside or if you've got a project or you're on your mobile device a lot, download the Money Pit iPhone app. It's free. It's super user-friendly. You can listen to the shows there. You can search topics. It's a really great and useful tool for any do-it-yourselfer. So download yours today at moneypit.com. And while you're there, if you want to ask us a question, why not post it in the community section? And I've got one here from Andrew in New York who wrote, I want to install a wood laminate or something similar in my finished basement. The room is below grade, but so far we've had no moisture. We do find that the floor gets very cold, particularly to bare feet. The current floor has a double pad and a Berber carpet. What can I use for a subfloor that I can insulate under the floor somehow? Hmm. Well, laminate flooring does go over a uh, quasi-insulating type of an underlayment. It's usually a thin foam pad. And you will find that it's going to be a lot warmer than any type of uh, concrete surface that you had in the past. And, you know, if you want to go hardwood, you can do that certainly as well. You can't do solid, but mm-hmm. you can do engineered hardwood. And that, because it's made up of different layers of hardwood that are glued together, uh, crisscross, it's dimensionally stable. So I think that you will find that either of those types of floors will be dramatically warmer than what you've had in the past. And I don't think you really need to go any further. 
Hmm. Right, the well, other thing is that make sure that you also add some supplemental heat to the basement because typically basements are not heated. But, you know, there's always a couple of months in the winter when you really do need that extra heat, mm-hmm. and, and that can make a huge difference too. Mm-hmm. And an area rug will definitely keep your Tootsies nice and Absolutely. toasty in the areas that you do use. All right, I've got one here from Jim who posted, there are several loose tiles on the floor of our church foyer. We don't have any spare. I don't think I can get them to match. Is there a way to secure the loose ones without taking them up, or can I take them up and reset them successfully? That's a toughie. Well, it is. Um, if they're loose, then there's no big deal about taking them up. I, I would, if they were loose, I would pop them up, and then I would use new tile adhesive to seal them down. Um, if they're not totally, totally coming apart, one thing that you might want to try to do is you could use an adhesive caulk. Uh, if you could squirt some in under like a loose edge or something like that, uh, because adhesive caulk um, is really pretty sticky in terms of its adhesive power, but it's water cleanup. So if you mm-hmm. spill it on top, no big deal. All right. I hope that helps, Jim. And good, you know, really nice of you helping out at the local church and giving a hand. I hope that works out for you. And, Jim, if it doesn't always work, you could just pray (laughs) for divine intervention. That'll (laughs) sure solve it. Well, is your AC running 24-7 these days, but the house just doesn't seem to be getting cool? Leslie has a quick way to check that everything is working correctly in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right. You know, does your air conditioning seem to be on the blink? Are you wondering whether your AC is performing up to snuff? Well, if you are, there is a quick way to test it without picking up the phone and calling in a pro. Well, here's what you need to do. You want to take a thermometer and measure the air temperature at the supply and the air temperature at the return duct that's nearest to the blower. Now, the temperature difference between the two should be around 12 to 20 degrees. If it's not, your system is not running efficiently and probably needs some refrigerant, and that can easily be added by calling in your local HVAC Pro. So fear not, it doesn't always have to be as difficult as you think, and you'll be cooling off in no time. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, on air and online at moneypit.com. Coming up next week on the program, are you just a killer gardener? And I don't mean that in the cool way. (laughs) If everything in your yard tends to die, it might be due to the microclimate that surrounds those plants. We're going to have tips on how you might go green again, though, on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a money pit. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.